Ellie. Yes, we're here in our Muna class. Wow, the amount of... <laughs> Let's just laugh because it's so beyond. Do we get, a, do we get to see We're going to see it on the screen at some point. I don't know exactly what's going on today. It's been one of those uh, special, special classes. It's so important that we make this class that everything's almost gone wrong that could, including the Rav not being in the studio with us. But the good news is we managed to get to the house of the Rav and begin together. Thank God we're able to connect with the Rav. And look, there's a... Oh, here we are. Our special guest, Rav Danil. <laughs> Cats, unbelievable. Unbelievable. So we're dedicating our Muna class, our 20th Muna class with Rav Sholomorish. Yes, he will be here. You can see him on the screen. Thank you, our Rav, for joining us from his house. And we're dedicating it to the Rafur of the Rav. So we should be able to join us in the studio soon. Came back from Uman and Hanukkah with all the awe. And now we're going to, please God, welcome him in the studio, hopefully in the coming class. But in the meanwhile, with Danil sitting here next to us and with Danil Katz and family, we're dedicating this class to his success in everything he's doing. That should keep growing Amen. and keep inspiring the Jewish people in everything and every way and the world Amen. to a higher level, elevated consciousness. Amen. And, and Blessings in everything with your family and friends should only be, only be good. Amen. Thank you. Elias. And the Rav's blessings should be Makayim. Amen. Amen. Now we also have blessings for Tovaleh Bas Rivka for a full Shlema. And we also have a beautiful couple who who also dedicated to our class. And I, I won't say their name publicly, but they will please God have a beautiful blessing of all the good things they ask for and make sure that that will be please God with good news soon. And we also always dedicate our class to be rid of this coronavirus and have a full Shlema for the Gansavel for everybody in the world and we appreciate all your dedication to our Muna classes. Thank you so much. Now, first, we want to say thank you, not only just for all your wonderful feedback and all your wonderful questions, but we also want to remind the Rav, Harav, we want to remind Rav Sholem Arush to give us some Amuna Targalim. Please God, he'll give over some beautiful chizik for us in the Muna coaching and exercise and workshop. We have four already, and the Rav is going to give us a fifth today in our 20th class. We also want to thank you so much for sharing with us this beautiful music that we've had. This is from one of our followers. Perfect for Hanukkah, they wrote. Hag Sameach, Hanukkah Sameach, Tadarabah. And in reference to our Hanukkah and Amunah Torah, Shlomo Katz and Chazak, you can still partner on amunalive.com. It's still live. All the eight classes of the Rav kindly translated. Dianelga, thank you for joining us. Thank, thank God we missed you the week before with uh, Ralph Cohen, did a great job translating. And Bo Hashem, we had a lot of positive feedback about the Hanukkah series with Rav Orish and the Chazak partnership. It was a big success, thank God. I, I literally got each one allowed around 10,000 viewers, if not more. Hashem Yisbrach, the Lord may be blessed, said someone else. Hanukkah Sameach, so people are still giving over the Hanukkah energy. That's what we want to take with us into the year. Shalom Aleichem, Rabdayan Elgod. We are happy celebrating with you Hanukkah and the rest of the year. Happy Hanukkah for all of you and happy new year. Wow, so beautiful. I'm a verge of tears. Thank you for this beautiful, beautiful truth. Cleave to Hashem. Hashem cleaves to you. Thank you for these lessons. And they're clapping. Amazing. Now, Shalom Raveli. Oh, I got a shout out. That's you. Amuna is our future. Yes, that's my class. Yes, what a beautiful year. Thank you, Baruch Hashem, for the opportunity to turn the darkness to light. Todah Rabah for these tremendous classes. I think he was talking about Rav Danil that one. With full positive energy and Amuna. Happy Hanukkah for the beautiful nation of Israel and for the rest of the world. Okay, so that's the feedback. We're going to go straight to the Q&A. Please, God, we'll introduce Rav Daniel Katz. It's sort of beyond introduction. Everybody knows Rav Daniel is doing amazing things online. But we're going to have Rav Elga just start off the class with a question, and then we'll go to Rav Katz and the Rav Orish's answers. Please, God. 
Okay, thank you very much, Rebelio. Now, since we're already doing everything here in a very unique and peculiar way, I'm going to ask you for the sheet, Sally, because there's only one copy. <laughs> <laughs> very, you moved from the house to thank, you, thank, you, yes. <laughs> thank you very much. This gets better I, and better. I forgot my sheets at the Rob's house. <laughs> the first question is, someone here is relating many miracles that he's had and a lot of things that he's seen from Hashem Isborach. His question is, I want to share these miracles with others to inspire them, to let them know the truth that there is a God and that He is most compassionate God and there is nothing more holier than Him and His forgiveness. Many people told me I should not tell everyone my miracles because of Ayn Hara, jealousy, and or should it block the miracles from the future? Is that true? Is it better to just give chizuk to people without telling my whole story? I'm not healed yet. This is a person who has had some very difficult illnesses, but I know my refuah will come soon. All good things take time, like a baby takes nine months in his mother's womb. I'd love to know your, this on your, your opinion on this. What am I supposed to tell people? Kvod Arav? Ken. 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 ולספר את זה לאנשים בפרוטרוט. הוא אדם, יש לו גם מחלות, הוא חולה, הוא עבר הרבה קשיים, הוא חושש מעין הרע, הוא חושש שאולי זה יחסום את הניסים לעתיד לבוא, אולי אנשים יקנאו בו. הוא רוצה לדעת מה דעתו של כבוד הרב בנושא. אם הוא חושש, סימן שחסר לו אמונה. אם הוא חושש, you might have Ayn horror or jealousy, or that maybe it will block the miracles in the future, that means that you're lacking faith. So in that case, don't tell. Because he thinks that the miracles are because of him. Hashem is all about miracles. Hashem is all good. A person who thinks that the miracles are happening, happening to him is because he thinks that he is worthy of receiving these miracles. Hashem is the one who is the source of the miracles. Hashem does miracles to everyone. Anyone, anyone who has faith lives with miracles. The Gemara says, The Gemara says that Nachumish Gamzu had many miracles. Why? Because he was a man of faith. He lived his Emunah. In our time now, in this period, you have to grasp onto Emuna, onto faith. Only a person who is a man of faith will be able to survive this period, will be able to go through this period properly. Uh, Anyone 
People think <laughs> that this period will immediately and soon be over, that soon the corona will be gone, but Hashem has got a very long-term plan for us. There's now a new virus, a new mutation. Hashem has a plan. People have to strengthen their moon, strengthen their faith. Having faith that we are in good hands. We are in the best hands that Hashem guards us, Hashem supervises us, Hashem takes care of us. I always say that this world is like a parable, as if you're traveling on a trip. We're in a bus going on a trip. And the driver is a Kodesh Borchu. A person who has a Muna is always happy, is always calm, is always relaxed. He knows that we have a good driver. The driver knows the way very well. The travelers who look out of the window, they can see fog. They start getting scared. What are we going to do? How are we going to travel? But people who have Imuna, who have faith, know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one who caused the, the fog. He will be able to drive us and to guide us through the fog without any problems whatsoever. Why? <laughs> There's darkness, people are getting scared, what are we going to do? But HaKadosh Baruch is the one who created the darkness, and he knows very well how to travel through the darkness. Why? Why? You see, the <laughs> Oh my gosh, people are looking and they're saying, look! <laughs> There's an ab- What are we supposed to do? We might fall deeply into this abyss, how are we going to cope? When you remember that Hashem is the one who created the coronavirus, Hashem is the one who created this new mutation, and only good things will come out from everything that Hashem is doing now in the world. It's like being on a trip. When a person needs to sleep, he sleeps. A person is calm. A person is relaxed. 
מתפלל, שר, שמח. הוא לא מפחד משום דבר. בקיצור, כל אחד ימשיך את המשל לפי כל הדמיונות שלו. In short, continue all of you this parable according to your own imaginations, according to how you would like to live through this world, through this trip. Smile. And smile. That's it. So we're happy to go ahead, Rav. We want to introduce Rav Daniel Katz, and we want to also introduce his beautiful program. Baruch Hashem. And I'm sharing sure it. Could I, could I add to this yeah, question? Yeah, please, please. Are we allowed to jam on, jam on the tour? I don't do want it, to do it, do it. Kvod Arav, Arav Daniel gam rotze l'osif al chelik me'advarim shekvod Arav amar. Kvod Arav. The pleasure. Not, not that he needs anyone to add anything. It's, it's, it's shalom as it is. The, 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 in, what my neshama said when I, when I heard his question, I also thought times in my life when I've had a similar question, And we, we see bracha, we see blessing, we see siyat adishmaya. And especially when a, a person is a mishpir, they, they teach Torah in the world. And, uh, and it's very easy to see something wonderful happen and want to share it out with the world and share it out with people. And there's an idea about ayin hara, that how people perceive you, if people have jealousy or other, other things like that, God forbid, that can come back and affect us. There's an energetic influence that we receive that affects our hashkacha, how Hashem interacts with us from... somehow other people perceive us. So I was just thinking that there's a, there's a principle that the mystics teach. The principle is the degree, the strength of our amuna, the strength of our complete and utter awareness that Hashem is in everything and of everything that is loving us and taking care of us. The degree that we, which we have that and that is real and authentic for us, that actually protects us from Ayin Hara. To the degree that we don't see Amunah, we see Hashem. We, see, we don't see Amunah, we don't see Hashem, and we, don't, we, we are caught in our own ego, our own sense of self, then we are more vulnerable to external spiritual negative influence. So there was one tip I heard from a tzaddik in Yerushalayim of Srimeh Zilberberg, and uh, he said once to me, he said that when, when a person gives over Torah, is teaching Torah all the time, there's a certain Yetzirah that they have. And that is that they're constantly reading from holy works and they constantly see a beautiful idea, a beautiful Torah. And the second they see it, they want to run out and teach it. And he says that the problem is, is, is that we get used to seeing and then giving over, but we miss the middleman, which is we're the middleman. And when we learn a Torah, we're not just supposed to speak the Torah, we're supposed to live the Torah. It's supposed to be learning the Torah, living the Torah, and then, and then, and then expressing the Torah that we live. That's why... The Rav here was saying that one of the, the milers of the tzaddik, Rav Arush, is that he's a person that in, 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 in reality, truly, truly, authentically, 24-7, lives what he, lives what he preaches, lives what, what, what he teaches. So this idea is, I always say to people, when people ask this kind of question, if a miracle has happened to me, something wonderful has happened, and, and I want to give it over, a person has to be very careful. I'm not suggesting at all about this holy individual who's holy enough to be asking this question. But, but it's always important that a person lives with the miracle a little before they speak it over to others. They integrate it. They, 
they suck the marrow out of the out of the miracle. What can I learn from this? How can I learn Avas Avas Hashem from this? Amunas Hashem from this? How can I grow? How should it affect my avodas Hashem? How should it overcome my fears? All the the years I have within me, Hashem doesn't love me. I have to let this this miracle go deep within me to touch those places, to kiss those places, and transform those places. So my 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 teva, my nature itself becomes a middle a little bit more doima, a little bit more similar to that miracle, a little bit more filled with Amuna. And once I've transformed, it's then that I can more embody the experience and, and the blessing from the experience. And therefore, I can tell people about it. But, but I think the greatest way of expressing Hashem's miracles in the world is when we live in a way of so, so full of Amunah, so saturated in Amunah, that we embody that nature, that, that we live with blessings, that we live with miracles. And then we can choose technically whether to say it or not. But when we do, it's not something external we're giving over. It's something very deep that we've embodied. And I believe that that approach, which is done with utmost humility and a little bit more patience, even though we're not running out straight away, that creates a, it allows us to inculcate the amuna and the blessing and, and draw true payers, true fruits from the miracle. And I believe that when we do express it over, it's not done with chatsonius externally, but it's done with a deep expression of the miracle from within us. And I believe it's, it's that approach, even though it takes more patience and more hard work, that will protect us over time, that we can shine out that power of miracles from our own heart and soul. And therefore it's done with, with humility, with anava and with, with shmira and, and protection and blessing. That's what I felt like adding. Amazing. So we want to let everyone know that we're happy to share since with Danil and his beautiful son had patience to be with us for this extra 45, whatever longer minutes. We want to thank all of you also, but to welcome you to our special discount for viewers only. People here viewing us right now to our online program. This is with Danil Katz's online program, teaching techniques in a voda to live a life of Devakis and Amuna already experienced by thousands. The Elevation Mastery Program, 50% off the subscription rate. I'm going to put it all in the links below and you can check it out. And all you have to do is go to www.elevationmastery.com and you'll get 50% off any of the three subscription rates and you can unsubscribe anytime. The discount code is... Rav Shalom. Rav Shalom. That's the discount code. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Just and it ends midnight, there. midnight rabbi. No, it ends midnight, December 31st. As we blow up those balloons. Pop. Pop. No more chance. So you guys got to get there. And we're so happy to have Rav Danil here. And we're so happy to go ahead with another question, please, Rav. Danil, God. Thank you. Thank you, Rav Leo. And thank you, Rav Danil. Beautiful and inspiring words. The next question the Rav, Rav Arish speaks many times about saying thank you for bad things that happen to us. And someone here is asking, am I supposed to find reasons that whatever is happening to me, whatever negative things are happening to me, am I supposed to find reasons that this is really for the best and for the good? Am I supposed to find reasons that my suffering is to be thankful for because it is really good at this time? Or am I supposed just to be grateful about it? Kvod Rav? כן,שמע,השאלה,השאלה,כבוד הרב,שמישהו שואל כאן,הרב מדבר הרבה על לומר תודה על הדברים גם הרעים שקורים לנו,מישהו שואל,האם הוא צריך למצוא סיבות למה
The three rules are, number one, this is what Hashem wants. Number two, everything is for the better good. Number three, what does Hashem want from me? I am now teaching that a person must first and foremost believe that everything is for the better good and everything is from Hashem. Because when people start searching about what they did, they fall into sadness. They, they persecute themselves. Blame themselves. And of course, they fall from emuna from faith. That's why I tell people at least grasp onto emuna, hold on to emuna. Yes. Sorry, the Zoom feed is not amazing. We, we, we apologize. Nothing like having the Rav in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> and this is nothing like having the Rav in the studio. <laughs> yes, exactly. Very good. The Rav's still there? The Rav's still here? Hello, Sham. these people should know that everything is from Hashem and that everything is for the better good. Very big good. Very, very good. No translation needed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we would like to go to with Daniel Katz. And uh, people are asking here live, my daughter is suffering so much. She is 22 and, and has not lived like people her age. You know, he's asking for, I suppose, some encouragement. Well, it's, it's a very general statement. It's hard to know. Yeah. What kind of particular chizik? She wants to live like people her age. She wants to people her age, so we can we can all make assumptions. What are the blocks? What are the challenges? But uh, I always say that if a person has a question and then they come to ask a rabbi, they come to ask a teacher, a guide. It's very important that the person with the challenge ask the teacher, and not a person asking on behalf of the person with the challenge. Because so she did say a bit more previous. Sorry to interrupt. Yes. She said. Her name's Basia Stissa Basel de Sara. She'd have a four shlema. She's been ill for four years and getting worse mentally. Mm. That's where it is. It's a mental issue. So these are these are very big questions and they, these are very complex questions. The first and foremost, my neshama wants to speak to the point that uh, 
Hashem should help the daughter. She should have a first nefesh, a first uf, a kav, straight away. She should have complete and deep, deep healing, number one. But number two, this poor mother asking this question, you know, you, you can't divorce the question asker from the question. And uh, one of the, the deeper things that sometimes a parent has to do, and it's one of the most humbling and challenging things for all parents, is to see their child suffer and to know that they themselves are unable to seemingly protect their child from suffering. And there's nothing that a parent wants more is to protect their child from suffering. And a parents, especially mothers, seem to have in their DNA that they have the capability to do that. And that's why they give so much of themselves endlessly, endlessly. But some of the most humble things that that parent has to go through and a mother has to go through is sometimes realize that she can't. It's completely, completely out of her control. And she's not the only one that feels this. The Shekhinah also feels this. The Shekhinah feels that after, you know, 2,000 years of, of exile, that she herself is crying over her kinderlach. The Shekhinah herself is crying over her children. And, and she's turning back to a Kaddish Baruch Hu and saying, enough, Admetai, how long, how long does the suffering of Klai Yisrael, of Am Yisrael have to go on? How, much, how long does there have to be suffering in the world? And there's no greater scream and cry for Amuna than a mother more than her own pain is, is seeing her children suffering and not, not being able to help and not knowing how and feeling she's given all the money and all the time and all the energy and all the resources and has, oh, ask all the Siddiquim for brachas and still Hashem Yoachim, they, they don't see the healing. So the, the Siddiquim say, the Siddiquim say that, that the highest form of, of prayer that we can pray is, 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 is a prayer when we pray with the Shechina, for the Shechina, aligned with the Shechina. When we use our moment of suffering to say, if, if I feel this way towards my own child and so helpless, then I can only imagine what a shame it feels for his children and what the Shekhinah, the, the Eim Kol Chai, the ultimate mother, is, is feeling for Klal Yisrael. And, and that makes tremendous humility, and there's no greater test than Amuna to say somehow, somehow, we've all heard those stories, we've all heard stories from the Siddiqui Emes, from the Baal Shem Tov about crazy saw us crazy problems that people went through and then that no one with their eyes in their head could understand why is this happening to them. But the Baal Shem Tov would say, if only you knew the previous Gilgul, if only you knew what happened to that Neshama, what they did or what they had to attack and what they had to fix or what their approach was in life. And if you, if you could zip up the universe and see all the souls for so many generations, then you, you, you would, you would, if you had the eyes to see, you would understand that this makes perfect sense. And there's not an ounce which is too heavy, an ounce which is too much. And the Neshama, as much as we're seeing our daughter crying and, 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 and in pain and suffering, and, and if, if a person is able to realize, just find that I don't know what's going on. The world and Hashem's reality is much bigger than mine, but I trust there's good here. And, and sometimes everything is about the Ishtadlis and what can I do next? And sometimes there's a, there's a mitzvah called Shevi al that I have to sit here and I have to be patient and I have to trust Hashem and I have to find some kind of simcha in that. I always say that the, the ultimate litmus test of a moon is simcha. To tell a mother to have any form of simcha to see a child in that situation is, is, is too hard to imagine what, what that takes. To understand that there's many mothers in the world that are also crying over their children in some form. That Hashem is also crying over the children in some form. To be able to open up a little to the possibility of, of this is the pain of a mother and this is the, the pain of, of the Shekhinah. It allows us to transcend even for a moment our own suffering and to connect to the suffering as, as a greater whole. The, the Swama Kadoshan, the, the great Siddiquim say that this is, this is a, an incredibly powerful 
form of, 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 of tefillah, which can really split the heavens, that opens up Shemaim in a, in a whole different way. We, we don't know why, why, your, why your child has to go through this. And, and I don't believe anyone can answer those questions. I don't believe there's most people that have, you know, the piercing Ruch HaKodesh in our generation that can answer that. But you have to surround yourself with tremendous love. You have to surround your daughter with tremendous love, with tremendous patience, unconditional love, tremendous compassion. You have to have a community of people. It takes a village to raise a child and, and many villages and many extra kind, you know, supportive communities that hold space for a child that's sick like that. And we have to know every day and strengthen that a Kaddish Baruch loves us. And, and we also have to release our sense of control. And, and there's no greater, more humbling of voter than saying that I don't know what's happening here. I don't know why. But every day I will approach it with joy, with gratitude for the small things, for the small things, for the little blessings, for the little blessing that she has. And, and when you as a mother can embody that humility and a little bit of joy and a little bit of, of, of thinking of the greater picture, then that gives tremendous strength. The, the mother and the father are a, sinner, a channel for the shefa, for the chiyas that goes to the children. And when you can strengthen in your Ramun and your Avas Hashem and your Hakara Satav, that uh, your Tati is taking care of you even now, even in small ways, that opens up a Pesach for your children's healing. And, and you should be Zohar. We're crying with you. We're thinking of you. There's no way to answer these questions. I'm sure the Tzadik could do a better job than us. But we all know the pain that people go through. And to just connect a little to the Shkinah's pain, something bigger than us, and have a little patience with your child in the process, and have most of all patience with yourself. And if you can't hold it together every day, we understand. And if you can't hold it together for your child, we understand. And we're holding you, and you're holding her, and Hashem should hold us all. Should see, uh, she should have a full shalem of of mamish, mamish, mamish. Amen. The part of the class was um, elevating the heart and the mind. So... And people are saying very nice things. They, they're loving the vibe here. And we're getting a lot of feedback from all around the world. We've got people from, from Montreal. We've got people from Colombia, from Brazil. And they're all wishing us so much thing. Mexico, the whole world, thank God, is tuning in. And we really appreciate it. That's part of Rav Shalom Marush's Kavana for these classes. You can't travel right now. Can't even, unfortunately, get to the studio. But Boch Hashem, we're able to still get out there. We didn't give up. The Rav was almost cancelling the class. Is that not right, Rav Dainal? Good. And no. No. No cancelling the class. No. We're here. The Rav, the Rav refused to cancel refused. the class. There's no cancellation. Shalom from New Jersey, from Florida. Thank you, Rav Daniel, for joining us again. And we apologize for the late hour, but people are, thank God, tuning in more and more. So be chaval to just turn off now. So we'd like to go ahead with a little bit of chizuk about how do we elevate? This is the question of the class. How do we elevate the mind and the heart, because people are saying there's contradictions. I'm just reading what's written here with how can it be all for the good? And then you hear there's so much suffering. People are trying to understand intellectually, emotionally. They're trying to understand on, on, a, on a real level, in a practical way. And at the same time, in, a, in, a, in all the other levels, how do we elevate this? You have the master of elevation. Master of how, elevation. Do how do we do this? And we have Boch Hashem, Garden series. And you guys can get the books. They're all here. We're giving, obviously, with Daniel books. He came kindly to the studio. Boch Hashem, Boch Hashem. We've books we've given in Amuna for his beautiful son and his other children. But we would like to really clarify the Rav Daniel's approach and Rav Shalom on this subject. That's what our friend from Montreal was reaching out. How do we do this? כבוד הרב, השאלה הרב ששואלים, שהיא למעשה הנושא גם של השיעור, 
זה איך אנחנו בתקופה הזאת מרוממים את המחשבה שלנו, את הרגשות, את הלב שלנו, כדי שבאמת נוכל להתמודד עם כל הקשיים והמשברים שהעולם עובר ושאנשים עוברים ברמה האישית. You have to learn the book and repeat it and know that it is not the police officer, it is not the judge, it is not the doctor. Everything is Hashem. Everything that's happening to us is Hashem. And smile a lot. <laughs> Smile very, very wide. Rav Daniel, would like to ask you, how does one elevate? Atadikim amru li, she asafel began in Muna, נכתב בשביל התקופה הזאת בדיוק מהשגיאה קורונה. The righteous elders have told me that the book The Garden of Emuna was written exactly for this period of time, for the corona period. טוב, דניאל, תן חיוך. רב דניאל סמאל. כבוד הרב, אנחנו הרב, אנחנו נפנה הרב את השאלה לרב דניאל? Should I continue with the same Indian? Okay. The Rav asks, please, let's direct the question to you. How does one elevate? Obviously, there's many different wonderful approaches from the Siddiquim. One that touches my heart that we teach around the world when we do seminars, retreats, we teach in the online program. There's an idea that we get caught in life trying to understand things from our limited perspective, from our pea brain minds, if you will. And how much do we know? Hashem's mind is much greater than ours. Hashem's understanding of the Bria, he saw the beginning and the end right from the start. And we're in a very limited perspective trying to understand, you know, the whole big thing. And we can't understand. We don't have the seichel, the knowledge of science, of physics, of history, of spirituality. Even the greatest ones, they're still limited in their understanding. Nobody sees the big, the widescreen, the IMAX perspective as much as Hashem does. But... So we're supposed to strengthen ourselves with Amuna. If you look up in the dictionary what Amuna means, I understand the Talmud of Avasha, a way past that. But it's amazing. It says in the average dictionary, give or take, that Amuna, faith, means to believe something even without rational proof or evidence. So what kind of idiot would believe in something without rational proof or evidence? Of Avasha, is he teaching us, yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but believe it anyway. It means something much deeper than that. The Baal Shem Tov, defines Amuna, something that when I heard that this changed my whole understanding, not just Amuna, but Torah and, and the purpose of reality. I had a lot before I, I had the hat and the kippur and the, the beers, the fancy costume. Um, <laughs> I, I spent a lot of time in the meditation retreats and, and learning about all these kind of things. And, uh, you know, I had an experience when I was 20 before I knew about Hashem or Torah, what I, when I 
today I know in the halacha and Shulchan Aruch, it's called his Pashtas Agashmias, but I, I left my body and I had a very unusual experience and I, I was, I was, you know, one with everything and I felt, you know, the unity of space and time and I felt tremendous love and tremendous energy. And, and I, I didn't know when I, when I came to Torah, I didn't know that was a part of our tradition. And now I know from what, what the holy teachings of our tradition calls it, that's actually something called the vekut, that that's a state of consciousness that we go into. And, and in that consciousness, we, we are davik with HaKadosh Baruch we're davik with Hashem, and we're davik with our nefesh elakiz, our divine soul. And in, in that place, we, we understand, and in that place, we, we perceive why something's happening to us. We can understand the, the, the light and the darkness. We understand the blessing and the challenge. We understand why we're suffering. Sometimes we understand it lucidly, intellectually there, even though we don't understand it down here. And sometimes, even though I, 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 I don't understand it, as, as, as Rabbi Nachman says, I, I can sense it like as if I'm looking at something from afar, but I can sense that there's a truth there. So the, the idea of Amuna as defied by the Baal Shem Tov, which is really revolutionary, is it's not just a belief. It's not something I, I know Hashem is doing this for my best, even though I'm panicking and overwhelmed and I, I want to deny it and negate it and push it away. So I tell myself that it's going to be okay. I tell myself, really, Hashem loves me, but I'm saying, but he doesn't. And this is a balagan because my head is overwhelmed, full of doubt or concerns. My heart is full of panic and trauma and fear. So, so how am I supposed to have Amunah? The Baal Shem Tov says something that I think is revolutionary. He says, Amunah is not something you have. Amunah is a state. It's a place that you go to. When we get out of the noise of our mind, the bilbulim, the machshavazavas, when we get out of the clippers and the, the timtumalev and our blocks and our feeling of this is happening to me because I'm always a victim because everyone hates me because, because I, I'm never lovable, I'm, I'm never enough and I'm, I'm always wrong and I've got so many avayas and I get out of the street or the chaos or the noise or the bilbulim. And I go in to my Shurish Neshama, that's called Das Elyon, it's called Chachma, it's, it's, it's a beginning of Bittul Yesh, I silence the noise in my mind, and I go into that place. The Baal Shem Tov says, Devekis is Amunah. And when, when we go to that place, you don't need to learn to believe in Hashem. Every single one of us already has a gift from the Avas, from the forefathers, that consciousness within us already. It already is overflowing with awareness with Hashem, with the Kavas Atav, with gratitude, with joy, with Simcha, with the Muna, the Bechinus of Geula is within us. Rabbi Nachman says that's the, that's the Nakud of, of Mashiach within every single one of us. We're already living in the resolution of our challenges. We're already celebrating with gratitude the resolution of our challenges. When we quieten the noise, I don't have to believe in Hashem and strengthen myself, believe in Hashem. I just have to find that the the nakuda of the lave and enter into that place and then i can sense the goodness and sometimes if a person is zoika they can really experience the truth of it and sometimes it's as the baal shem tov says it's it's it, it just it trickles down into our heart that even in the midst of the chaos i just kind of feel the shem is with me and it's good and there's light there and there's tov there there's bracha there when a person can access this Devekis, which really is the Makor of Amuna. It's, it's the sun, the Shemesh within us, which shines light into our heart and, and comforts it and quiets it. And, and that's the secret of Siddiquim. They can live in the same Balagan crazy world that we live in, but they feel this light pouring into them, which, which comforts them, which gives them Menucha, which gives them Simcha, even during the crazy times. It's not that they're not seeing the, the craziness of the world and the darkness of the challenge of the world. It's that they're seeing it with their eyes, but the heart is, is tuning into a deeper perception of Hashem and His love and His ultimate connection. So we always teach an elevation. 
that the first step of accessing Amuna is to quieten the external noise of the mind and enter into Chochmah, enter into Vekis, enter into Amuna, enter into that light. And Rabbi Nachman, the Baal Shem Tov, the Pia Zetzna, and many of the Sikhim discussed practical techniques to do that. That's number one. And then the two is, as like the Rebbe Rashab says, we we're talking about Chabad Ashtikol earlier, when, when we enter into that light and we feel that energy and we feel, we experience Einon Movare, there's nothing else but Hashem. It's not enough to know it. It's not enough to be aware of it. Then we have to bring that down and reorder our seichel. Hashem is not with me. Hashem has abandoned me. No, I see that light. Hashem is with me. He's still with me. I'm always abandoned. I'm always alone. I'm always rejected. I'll never be enough. No, I let that light come down into my heart. So when I cleanse, I cleanse my demyoinus, I cleanse my the chitzonius of Das, and I cleanse the chitzonius of the lave by, by accessing the truth, the goodness, the light within me, and then reordering, restructuring. It's called the Biro HaNefesh of Bahamas. Then, then I bring it down to my beliefs, and I metaher my mochin, I metaher my lave. And then it's not just to end on this nakuda. I don't want to go into much of what you've done that. The, the, the Ikka of Amuna is a creative act. The word, the, the Shorash of Amuna, as we all know, is the word Amen, which means a craftsman. Amun is a mechanism over which we craft ourselves, we develop ourselves, we build ourselves, we grow ourselves, we, we evolve ourselves, and we become less like a Nefesh of Bahamas and more like a Tzalem Elikim. And because when we draw on that light and we sense the goodness, when, when challenge comes in our life and we're overwhelmed with demyoinus, our fear, our ego, our pain, our lust, our doubt, our shame, but we access that light, we access that love, and we experience it like a mitzvah, like a reality, then it begins to trickle down and it begins to rewire and realign our, 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 our animal self to be more in line, more of a kli with, with our higher divine self. And therefore, Amuna is not just how we don't panic. It's not just a tool to not break down when challenges happen. But challenges happen as a way to begin to open up our craftsmanship, to develop ourselves in the divine image, to draw from that higher consciousness, that devakas, to draw it down into our, our, our guf, our ego, and into our lives. Uh, the challenges we face when opportunities, Shem says, I want you to be a craftsman, a craftswoman, to develop yourself in the divine image. And when we can draw in that light within us, we can transform ourselves and transform our world. And that's, that's the gift and that's the bracha in, in Amuna. Right. Beautiful. Wow. What a class we've had. Class we'd really, we've like, had. To we'd really like to go on. And we really appreciate and we really Rav appreciate Rav Danil Katz joining Katz us. With joining us with the Rav. We wish the Rav a full refuah so he can join Amen. us in the studio. Amen. It's a whole different level. And we have the pleasure to sit two Khoshavayin together with another Khoshavayin. Holy people that can inspire us. And we enjoy doing this on a weekly level. Amuna classes. Please God, next week we have Liron Mazur with Soulful Money. We're, we're finalizing the third part. Please God, the Rav will be here. And we'll have the Zoom. Otherwise, we're going to have a Zoom and a Zoom and a Zoom from <laughs> South Africa to here to there. It's going to be fun. But either way, we're going to go ahead. That's the Rub's will. He, he will push and keep pushing us to getting out the Muna. We have the Muna, please God, exercises that we need to keep working on. We've, we went through that already. We touched on that today. No, not to now. Oh, so maybe the Rub could end off with just a little one quick Muna exercise so we don't miss out this week. Please, Rub. Kvod Rav. Ken. כבוד הרב, מבקשים, אם הרב בבקשה יוכל לתת תרגיל באמונה, שאיתו אנחנו נוכל לסיים את השיעור. או, האמת שלנו, התקדמנו אמנם בתרגילים, ואני חוזר לתרגילים מספר אחד. 
Truly, we have advanced with these exercises, but I'd like to go back to exercise number one. We learnt in exercise number one that a person needs to believe that Hashem loves him, that Hashem loves you. And now we're learning that you need not only to believe that Hashem loves you, but you need to know that Hashem loves you. Mm. And how will you know? Because every person is either going to be a father or is actually a father. And he can think that he is a father. And he can think what would he like to do to his children. Only the best things in the world. And that is knowledge, not just faith, not just emuna. If each and every single one of us is a small father, and our will and our desire is just to do good to our children, so the big father, the great father, can you imagine how much good he wants to do to his children? What I would like to add today on exercise number one, is that Hashem loves me. And that means that He wants to give me all the goodness in the world. Now, any, any one of us who has something lacking, something that is missing out on, for example, he doesn't have children, he hasn't found yet his soulmate, he doesn't have a good livelihood, he's not healthy. He needs to speak with his heavenly father. And say to him, Father, you want me to find my soulmate. And I also want to find my soulmate. So what's the problem here? You can do anything. So the problem is with me. Maybe I'm lacking in prayers. 
The first thing is that a person is lacking is a muna faith. So first of all, I'd like to strengthen my amuna that you want to allow me to find my soulmate. And certainly you're postponing it only for my better good. And I'm going to say thank you that I believe that I know that you love me. The gratitude is the proof that I know that you love me. Today, because of all the difficulties that we're having now here in the studio, let's keep it to what I've just said. The exercise, the thing that you've got to work on today is knowing that Hashem loves you and that Hashem wants to give you all the goodness in the world. Smile. Smile. <laughs> Smile. Well done, everyone. You only gave positive energy to our class, even the person who wants to know how... Hashem should help calm them down. Please, God, this teaching should help. And the Rav did give some answers. He didn't say exactly your answer, but he did answer it in a way. You feel he answered it in a way? A little bit? He's, he's always talking about a moon, and that's the answer. Maybe next time we can cover that. Next time. We can cover so, that. So, we have the elevation classes with Rav, Rav Daniel Katz, and we'll have him again. Please, God, with everything working fully, and the Rav sitting here. Oh, man. And we'll go man. over more teachings together. This is just the beginning. Everything's just beginning here. Our 20th class, please go, we'll get to 100, to 1,000 with good, Amen. healthy years. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you for joining us and looking forward to Amunah Class 21 with Laron Mazur, Soulful Money. Have a beautiful rest of the week and a Shabbat Shalom at the end of the week. Amen. Stay gesund. Pass well. If you have to. <laughs>